Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always, trying to make me laugh before we record this, Josh Fisher. What? I would never do such a thing. Oh, uh, man. I up, almost lost it. That Oh, God damn it. I almost lost it. <laughs> really? Huh. That that like that caught me so off guard. I was like, I had to push everything <clears throat> down just to say that intro. Oh, man. Well, okay. Quick backstory. Um, you know, you, you know, of course, I'm part of the realm of collectors and everything. And one of the podcasts that actually got me into that is one that uh, Bobby Skullface does. Uh, he has a podcast that he does with his best friend, uh, Adam, and their really good friend, Joe. And now my friend, Pinkerton, our friend Pinkerton is on it, uh, but it's called Nerd Rage Radio. And at the end of every Nerd Rage Radio, they always sign off with an adjective. And an anatomical part, usually dealing with genitalia. So, when when they end it, you know, Adam's always like, and that be, with that being said, great tits. And Joe's like, flappy labias. And Bobby's like, tight dick player. Um, <laughs> you Jesus know, Christ. other guests will come on, like Pinkerton, he'll say tasty taint. And, <clears throat> you know, it's just. Going on a little race would be fun. Huh? Going with alliteration would be fun. Yeah, yeah. So tantalizing of course, titties. Well, yeah, there you go. There you go. So that's how that works. And when before we start every show, I always do a countdown so we can sync up our recordings when Greg sends his recording to me. That way I know the exact spot to line them up and trim. So when I'm doing the countdown, I go five, four, three, two, one, and I go flappy labias or out like that, and Greg about lost it. So usually, shout out, usually he's shout great. out to uh, shout out to Joe KW for that. Here's the thing, guys: is usually Josh will just go or slap his leg or his desk or make a loud noise that indicates that we're synced. And this time he just yells that, and I was like, oh, "Fucking hey, guys!" Like I just fucking if I had water in my mouth, it'd been gone. Oh, I wish you had. That would oh, have been Jesus. great. Jesus, I've done a hot spit take. Um, well, see, well, I, just got, I, just, I had just got done listening to this week's Nerd Rage about 30 minutes before we hopped on here. So. No, oh, there you go. For some reason during the countdown, I was like, I should do it. I should do it. It's like, okay, do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. That was a hell of an intro. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, hi. Um, that Yeah, if you're new to the podcast, how'd you enjoy that? Yeah, um, thanks for sticking around. <laughs> uh, but what we do on here is we we Josh and I watch two shows on an internet streaming platform: Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix, what have you. And we uh, we give our thoughts and impressions on the whole thing. We watch it in its entirety, so thirteen hour long episodes. We watch all thirteen. Um, this week we're going to be watching. We watched uh, uh, the Amazon original film uh, Guava Island, mm-hmm. and. Um, the uh, Netflix original production, uh, season three of uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Almost forgot the title of it. Holy uh, fun shit. F- fun fact. Yeah, that was fun, huh? I should probably close my window. Um, I'll do that while you're giving the synopsis of Guava Island, Josh, which we'll do in just a second. But fun little fact, uh, shortly after recording last week's um, uh, uh, Uninhibited, Netflix announced that they canceled... Uh, Santa Clarita, Santa Clarita Diet. Diet. Yeah. So this is the last season of that show, uh, which is a fun little thing that we got to deal with. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, Josh. Um, so what we're gonna do, guys, is Josh is gonna give you a quick synopsis of Guava Island, and I'm gonna go close my window, so no more noise outside my house. Josh, go ahead. Thank you. Well, Guava Island. It's a uh, Guava Island is a film. That stars Donald Glover. Uh, it was written by his brother, Stephen Glover. And it stars Donald Glover and Rihanna. And it's set on a tiny island. 
which is called Guava Island, where it is controlled by a dictator who basically controls the pretty much daily aspects of everyone's lives. Um, Donald Glover's character, uh, Denny, is a singer. And he's his goal is to bring everybody together for one night at a festival where he's he and his band are going to be playing music. And then everybody take the next day off and rest. Take the time that they feel they are owed because apparently this dictator, his name is Red, works everybody every single day. Nobody gets a day off. They go to work. They go home. They go to work. They go home. Never any days off. And his whole point is, we live in a paradise, but we never get to enjoy it. He's like, I want to bring everybody together to enjoy it for at least one night. And his girlfriend is played by Rihanna. And she's a seamstress in one of the factories. This island produces a fine blue silk found nowhere else on the world, on the planet. And, of course, this is a... Uh, it's rare, so it's valuable, and that's how Red makes his money. He owns a sewing factory and uh, a cargo shipping company, so he pretty much controls all the trade, all the labor. So yeah, he's not a big fan of Denny throwing this festival. That's where this movie opens up, and you know, it's 55 minutes long, and there's not much to it. That's and that's that's fifty five minutes long with like ten minutes of credits, so uh, about six six or seven minutes anyway. But uh, yeah, well, and actually then, counting, it just credits seemed really long. <laughs> anyway, this uh, this is it was you know it was a musical project. Um, yeah, you know Donald Glover yeah. is uh, he has his mu- musical persona, Childish Gambino, um, and every this, song from the latest album. Well, not every song, but most of the songs from the latest album are. In the show, yeah, and this this movie debuted at uh, Coachella this year, yeah. and I find that to be fitting. Uh, uh, it's a very Coachella thing. I was going to say this wasn't for me. I didn't care for it. Really? No, I didn't like it. And I'm not. Like I'm it. not criticizing it. I liked. I think it was well done. I just didn't care for it. No, uh, I, I got what you. I I totally understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm I, not, I'm not trying to shit on it at all. Right, right. Well, I mean, you can you can see the intrinsic artistic value of it. Oh, it's it's our, uh, the artistic value of it is off the charts. I mean, it's very much, um, you know, uh, what's the word phrase I'm looking for here? Uh, you you can see that Donald Glover is passionate about this project. He wants well, it to succeed. What's funny is that at this point, I don't truly think I've seen anything that I dislike from Donald Glover. Um, so a long time ago, I used to do a podcast called Freaking Awesome Podcast, where I've been a guest on recently. They revamped it recently, and it's the whole thing. Um, uh, ben and uh, John, if you're listening, hi. Um, oh, yes, yes. Uh, John was on with us uh, an episode last year. Yes, he was. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was right before um, I got the old... Uh, Extremity hacked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still had a leg at the time. Um, well, half a leg. A whole leg? Oh, he had a whole leg at the time. There you go. A whole right leg. Um, but yeah, we when we were doing the podcast a long time ago, shortly after he had come out with his first album and had a had that comedy special. Um, I don't remember the name of that. Was it just called Special? I'm not sure, but I remember watching it on Netflix. It was like, it was a stand up. It was a it was far because he was but, talking about how he wanted to play Miles Morales in Spider Man. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and just about anything I've seen him in, I really fucking enjoy. Like the guy is unbelievably uber talented. He on is every fucking level. He is very talented. I will give him that. I mean, he's musically talented. He can act, but he's funny as shit too. You we know. had a thing. We had a thing one year. This was the year again that he came out with like his first Childish Gambino album. Uh, that comedy special had come out. He was still doing Community, and there was something else he did. And we were uh, we had reviewed all of it at various times throughout the year of that particular year we were doing it. 
Mm-hmm. And we always and and something that they always like to do is try to find like the the best thing of the year. And I think I was like, I think my favorite thing of the year is just Donald Glover. Like he is every time he does a thing, I fucking love it. Um, and this is in 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 all intents and purposes, no different. Like I legit teared up at the end. Um, mm. The very very predictable end. Well. It doesn't matter if it's predictable. The The emotion was there. That's what got to me. See, I just couldn't invest in the characters. It was way too easy to see what was coming. And, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm there, not just sa- wasn't, but I don't, there wasn't enough time. I'm, I'm going to put it this way, Josh. I, I have a little bit of a pet peeve with the attitude that so many people take to media, and that's it has to be unpredictable, unpredictable to be good. Mm-mm. I I I so har- wholeheartedly disagree with that. Oh, I a, don't agree a, with it either. You know, and maybe it was a poor choice of wording on my part. But I mean, I saw the end coming a mile away. But it just to me, there just wasn't enough time to get emotionally attached or invested in the characters because it is so short. I, I think I there was more story that could have been told. I get where you're coming from with that, but I but I I personally feel that. I understood Danny's character implicitly from the get. Mm-hmm. Um, that he had a very artistic soul. He had a very uh, uh, free spirited mind, and that he wanted to. All he wanted to do was make people happy with his music, and he wasn't able to do that. The story being told in it is nothing inherently new. Yeah, we've seen the downtrodden art- artist being, you know, uh, uh, told by the boss, the you know, the the leader, the the guy in charge, the villain, if you will, that he can't do that or bad things will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that this story is told in the, in the fashion and the art is, in a sense, unique. Um, and I think that's what like I really enjoyed about it a lot. I think also, like I said, that character, the way that he kind of interacted with other people was really fucking cool and spoke a lot to his to his demeanor and character and i think that's what made me attach to him so strongly mm-hmm. and and where i teared up just to clarify where i teared up was and it wasn't like a like a deep sob it was just kind of like a welling up of the eyes was uh when rihanna looks at red and says we got our day mm-hmm. that's when i was just kind of like mm. uh I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, this was, I mean, don't get me wrong. This deserved an hour and a half. Like, yeah, yeah, it could have benefited from an hour and a half, to be honest. I probably would have enjoyed it more had it was just a little more fleshed out. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree. I think, to an extent, I will I will defend its shortness in regards to, uh, it was probably written that way. It was probably, like, there probably wasn't any plans to make it longer. No, um, probably not. But, uh, and I'm not saying by any means that it's bad at all. I know, I know. Visually, it was very appealing, especially in the aspect ratio that they shot it in. That Um, was cool. That that was cool. Uh, it's basically like a 4 3 style old school TV and like the rounded edges. So it looks like an old school TV screen, you know. And I like it, it kind of reminded me of there was a little uh, bit of graininess to it as well. I was gonna say it reminded me of old, uh, old like home like video footage. recordings, like yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, real to real shit that you would find from the sixties and seventies. It reminded me of that, and that was cool. It fit the aesthetic of the island. It fit the location. It's like a throwback to paradise, but it's also at the same time, you know, these are really they're kind of you know they're oppressed people. But not oppressed to a point where, you know, they're like downtrodden and beaten. They're uh, they're oppressed because they are forced to work in specific jobs. They don't have choices, you know, that kind of. But everybody has their basic necessities, but they don't have freedoms. He's dreaming of freedoms. He wants to go to America or, you know, he just wants he just wants to have the freedoms. And he thinks, you know, well. Everybody thinks of America as free, but when you get there, you're still going to have to work to make money, and the money that you're making is just making somebody else and ahead of you yeah. even richer and richer. 
Yep. You know, uh, there was yeah, there was a there was an absolute message there of of uh, of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and 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 as much as I appreciate that that message, um, it uh, it was fascinating to see how like not only how it was implemented, but it didn't it didn't seem like he was trying to shove it down our throats, which was really nice. Yeah, like it was it was a nice message that that got the point across, and that was that. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know, man. Like for a short film, I just I really attached to it. Like I really understood it and really wanted to. Did I like I? I do have one criticism. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of a criticism. I, I, I do have one, a legit criticism. If you're going to make a fucking film that is a musically based film, and you're going to have musical numbers in the film, why in the blue fuck do you not have Rihanna sing a fucking at least one song if she's cast in the, you know, co-lead? So I think one of the songs, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a female singer in one of the songs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's her. No, she did not record any vocals for it. Interesting. She did not. I mean, I get, I get your, I do get your point, and 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 I will agree with you. She Maybe has a have... beautiful singing voice. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I think, in general, personally, uh, the entire fucking cast was insane in this movie. Um. Like some of the best fucking talent that's out there right now. Uh, not like I, I totally agree with you that they should have had Rihanna sing at some point on something. But um, I can't think the actress's name because I'm terrible with fucking names, as we've recalled a thousand times on this show. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the girl who plays Shiri in Black Panther. Oh, yeah, uh, Letitia Rat. Letitia Wright, thank you. Fuck Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always awesome. She's always awesome, and she's yeah. She played basically Rihanna's character. Um, she played her best friend. Rihanna's character is named uh, Kofi, and Letitia yeah. Wright played uh, Yara. Um, Yara, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, anytime, anytime that that uh, Kofi was talking to Yara about about Danny, it was it was uh, it was fun. She she definitely played the role of like. You know, he's a great guy, but the, stick with him because he sings really well. Like, that's mm-hmm. his talent. Stay with him because he sings. She's like, but I'm staying with him because I love him, like, regardless of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, yeah, but he sings. Yeah. And the dynamic was very fun to see. It was very fun to watch. Oh, I agree. And what I don't makes know the guy this... who played Red, but he was, like, he was intimidating as hell. Uh, his name is Nanso Anozi. Um, I've not, I'm trying to see if I've seen him in anything. He looked familiar, but I couldn't place his face. He was in the remake of Conan the Barbarian in 2011. He was in Ender's Game. Uh, he was in, the. Uh, let's see. He was in Pan, uh, Cinderella, Get Santa, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruits, The Grey. That might, that might be where I recognize him from. Uh, but he's he's actually going to be in the uh, upcoming Artemis Fowl movie that comes out later this summer. Oh, nice! Yeah, Let's he was he was TV. fantastic. Like, uh, he was in five episodes of Game of Thrones. He played a character named uh, Zaro Zorozan Daxos. Yeah, he might have been in the late seasons. I don't really, like. Let's see. Because there's there's a whole uh, there's a whole arc in that show where Daenerys Targaryen goes and frees an entire vill- uh, entire town of slaves and forces the slave masters to become essentially the slaves. Uh, and like, it was definitely a parable to like, black people being slaves because the entire town was full of black people. <laughs> so. You know, but I, I could be seen, wrong. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like shit. that's where I, I know that's why I, I feel like it's where I saw him at. I'd have to go back and watch the scenes just to make just to clarify, but I think he was from that town or city. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Also, I'll tell you this much: I'll tell you this much. There's no character in Westeros that is not white, like straight up. Like it's all the characters that Daenerys deals with are 
their their skin color. They have melanin in their skin. Okay. Um, so that's why I'm trying to think of like it had to do with her. But I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. Um, yeah, yeah. And you're telling me things I haven't started watching the series yet. Well, I'm not spoiling anything. Okay. Tomato, tomato. You're not going to remember what the fuck I'm talking about because I didn't say any names. Uh, Calm down. You described settings and plot briefly. It's been, it's been, I'll it's been remember over two that. weeks, Josh. It's been over two weeks. The Russo Brothers said so. Hey. <laughs> I remember things like that. You're the one that has a problem for remembering people's names. I just don't remember names. It's not, you know what? We're off task. We need to get back on task and talk about Guava Island, okay? That was uh, that was the cue that Stop. we should uh, give this a score. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm going to give it a B minus. Uh, taking out, you know, any like, you know, it's just not for me. It is. It's beautiful. It's beautifully shot. I like the way it was constructed technically, as in the the filming ratio, its presentation, the look of the thing. You know, the soundtrack is good. The story's ho hum. Um, it's not, uh, anything you've never seen before, but it's presented in a way where you've never seen anything like it. I will give it that. But because of the story to me is weak on that side of things, that's why I give it a B minus. Uh, but it's not bad by any means. I just, it's not for me. Um. That's fair. I mean, I I'm gonna give it an A. I, it's absolutely something I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, I I would. Uh, it's it's not an A plus because I I would have liked to see more, and it has a very familiar plot. Um, but other than that, like it's so well constructed that I could not get enough of it. And when it was over, I was just kind of like, "That's it." So um, yeah, I don't know. I just I legitimately had. A connection to Danny, I think, and 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 in a certain aspect, maybe I don't know, but yeah, I, I give it an A. So cool. That's Guava Island, folks. Um, before we move on to, um, uh, Santa Clarita Diet season three. Jesus, yeah, my brain just wanted to stop. I have some breaking news. While you were giving your your score, your uh, impression and grade, Josh. I happened to open up Twitter and found some horrible news. Peter Mayhew passed away at the age of 74. What? Yeah. So, yeah, here us us here at the uh at all queued up would like to give our condolences to the Mayhew family cuz and to any Star Wars fans including myself and Josh. Fuck. That's yeah, that's a bit rough. That's I don't like finding out news like that. Oh, man. Yeah. That's... This is why I don't open up Twitter or anything when it's recording. Uh, I, I don't usually read anything off Twitter because whatever, but... I mean, I know he wasn't playing the role anymore because he has... so He's had so many health problems, but... All right, we're sidetracking here. It's fine. I just wanted to bring that up. And, 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 Man, you know. Star Wars has played a huge part of my life ever since Same I here. was a little kid. I have a goddamn tattoo of it. Dude, I mean, my first, some of my first action figures, I had the early bird special. When I was a kid in in, in 77, uh, Star Wars toys weren't going to be ready for Christmas. So right. what they put out was this little card, and you could mail it in for the early bird special, and you got this card promising that next year you get action figures. And in the early bird special, there was a Luke Skywalker, uh, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, and R2-D2. Chewbacca was one of my first Star Wars figures. My, my mom actually got me that. And I was still too young for it at the time. So, but she had been buying me Star Wars toys and was putting them up and saving them and gave me a bunch of Star Wars toys for my third birthday when I was a little old enough to remember them. But the early bird special is one of the things. Chewbacca was one of my very first action figures ever. 
And I always loved Chewbacca. And, you know, uh, Mayhew was such a gentle soul. Um, yeah, no, I got to meet him at uh, Comic Con 2009. Mm. He uh, gave a hug, and I, you know, I said, uh, I said I've been a big Star Wars fan for a long time, and of course showed my tattoo because why the fuck not? Because and, you're a nerd uh, like that. Yeah. And, did you uh, did you say anything um, awkward to him like you did Matt Groening? No. Okay. No, Matt Groening is the only one, so shush your mouth. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, that's 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 that sucks. I mean, he he he's lived. A, I want to say he lived a long life, but seventy four is still pretty young. He's um, he's the third of the original cast to go now. Yeah, yeah. Kenny I mean, the Baker, older we get, the Kenny more, Baker the more was the first, out. and then of course Carrie Fisher, but now Peter Mayhew. Um, but but our condolences to 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 the Mayhew family and. Yeah, no abs- not, that's, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Uh, my condolences and sympathies to <laughs> Peter Mayhew's family and friends and Star Wars fans, fans. around the world. You know, yeah. let's uh, take a moment. Uh, you know, he never spoke a word of English in the films. You know, he actually spoke his lines filming the films, but. He brought that character to life. I mean, his ability not to mistaken, emote with his body language. If I'm not mistaken, he, I believe he was on set in Chewbacca's full costume for the uh, Force, for Awakens. Force Awakens. He was. Yeah, he didn't do any like major scenes or anything. No, he, he did was... a few scenes, but the new guy who came in did all of the action scenes. But he yeah. did do a few scenes. But the new guy, and forgive me for not having his name on the tip of my tongue because, you know, I've not grown up knowing his name, unlike the main cast, um, you know, for the past 40 years. Um, but he's, you know, uh, you've stepped into a legendary role and, you know, he's been doing it justice and I'm proud of that. But man, this yeah. is... Yeah. Proud and and sorry, guys, for the, sorry guys for the sorry guys for the yeah sorry for the sour moment but it it means a lot to Josh and I we're both massive Star Wars fans uh, if you've ever heard our our arguments against people who hate Last Jedi you'd know how big of Star Wars fans we are um, so this this is something that I knew that Josh and I would really connect to and and something I know we want to say publicly that uh, we um, this is this saddens us but you know at the same time you know we got to celebrate what Peter Mayhew brought us. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, rest in peace guy. I mean, that's, that's, that's all I can say to that. Yeah. Thanks for being part of my life uh, through entertainment and my imagination. Um, so that's, you know, all I can say is thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's move on to, uh, Santa Clara die season three. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, <laughs> I know. But, all right. Um, would you like to give the lovely people a synopsis, sir? Uh, well, you know, it's season three. We talked about season one and two on here last year. Uh, season three is more yes. of the same. Uh, <laughs> the show focuses on Joel and Sheila Hammond. They are played by Timothy Elephant and Drew Barrymore. Uh, their daughter, Abby, um, who is played by Liv Hewson. And the next-door neighbor kid, Eric Bemis, played by Skyler Gazzando, uh, who is the best friend, slash, he sees himself as, you know, he wants to be Abby's boyfriend, but knows she's not the same way, but yet she kind of does. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sum it all up, Sheila's undead. She can't die. Uh, and, well, of course... But the thing with zombies in the show. Do what? They do a very unique thing with zombies in this show where it's not, yeah, it's not traditional like uh, uh, undead. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, she's walking around talking, functioning, and looks the same. She won't age because of a serum that she had taken. Uh, of course, she doesn't regenerate, so any damage done to her stays permanent. Like the yeah. one time when she accidentally cut her finger off, and they had to reattach her finger. That was funny, um, but yeah. 
This deals with... Almost right after season two. It picks up immediately after season two. And I think the timelines they set up, like season one took a week, season two took a week. And, you know, season three basically took a week because at one scene in one of the episodes, Timothy Elephant's character, Joel, he was saying, you know, three weeks ago, our lives were completely different, you know. Even yeah, was, yeah. Um, Which makes sense. Like, I think connectivity, connect, connectively wise. Connectivity. However, I will say this. Canonically. I, well, something to that regard. I will say this, though, about a certain character. So, again. This is big spoilers because we're going to be talking about stuff in season one and two, um, but we're also going to be talking about three. Uh, Gary in the basement. Yeah. First off, not not Nathan Fillion. Yep, it was Alan Tudyk. Um, right. They did a clever thing though to say that it's out like that his voice has changed and that his voice box fell out because he was decaying. Yeah. Can a body decay that fast in three weeks? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a. Uh fucking psychopathic serial killer like that. It keeps dead bodies lying around to see how fast they deteriorate, so... That's fair. I'm uh, going to say yes. Because he was decaying very quickly, yeah, so that's why... Yeah, but he like was it. in a vase, and there was no water in it, so of course... Oh my... Okay, well, here we are. Here we are, folks. Josh just made a joke about watering a head. Hope you enjoy the podcast. It's been a good run. <laughs> uh, no, this season was fucking funny, man. Like, yeah, it was. It, it does a lot of situational comedy where the repercussions of what they've chosen to do, uh, characters make choices, have like this ripple effect throughout the show. And it's very cleverly structured to deal with those problems, like the whole FBI thing. Yeah. Like, like, I did not, I was not fucking at all making the connective dots. That the problem that Joel and Sheila were dealing with, their daughter, like, and the problem that her daughter was going to deal with was going to combine somehow to solve two problems in one go. Like, that was brilliant the way they worked that together. Yeah. Um, And then there's just, like, they they do classic comedy bits. Uh, The whole, like... Mr. Ballegs on the wall behind them and the woman that shouldn't see it like they trick into going to the other room and then she like pounces on it and she's like I got it you've seen that in sitcoms before with something else yeah less dire here it's it's grotesque and which makes it funnier somehow it's super fucking clever on how they handle things like that I don't know. I I I'm really upset that they're canceling it. Like it's yeah. I wanted I wanted to see this go on at least another season. You know, it's um. They had the the writers had two more seasons. Yeah, yeah. It really sucks because it it ends on a cliffhanger, and it's like shit. You know, which is kind of you know the whole. It, is, it had been set up in the very first episode. Why don't you let me? She says to him, "Why don't we? Let, why don't you let me bite you? You become undead. We live together forever." And he's not on board with that from the get go, and she's upset that he's not on board with the get go. So it had caused a little bit of strife between them throughout the season, uh, and because they had had always had such a great relationship and everything. Yeah, uh, it, it's. I don't know, like. What bothers me about them canceling it is that there was this really smart, structured hand- way to handle a married couple. Because mm-hmm. Joel and Sheila aren't a married couple having marital problems. They're not a married couple that is, like, brand new married. They've been married for quite a few years. Yeah, around 20 they're years. they're happy in their marriage. They're and happy in their marriage. Yeah, they're happy in their uh, careers, too, because they're realtors. And which is funny because they both say realtors, uh, because that's a problem he's always had, and that's a joke he's yeah. always worked in. Like he did it in Justified too. Uh, he's like, "Is it realtor or realtor?" <laughs> you know. But <laughs> that's I think it's just his inability to say realtor easily. Uh, but they both call themselves realtors. Uh, they're happy in their careers. They've started their own company. Gary's like doing all the the groundwork, uh, working from the basement, 
you know, their biggest problem is she has to eat people to survive. And he has to help her kill these people in order for her to survive. And they have to make sure they cover it up. So, you know, they're going around. They're killing Nazis and they, you know, bad people that nobody's going to miss. I don't know if it's episode one or two, but there's a brilliant scene where they subvert the, uh, the, the typical zombie trope of people being trapped in a house. And you can see the zombie silhouettes on the outside of the house. Yeah. But it's, but it's Nazis instead. Yeah. God, that was fucking brilliant. I was like, this is so smart. That was funny as hell. Um, there's so many little jokes like that that like completely, completely subvert the, the zombie trope. And I absolutely adore it for that. It's um They also have like uh like I said, the connective tissues between everything are really smart too. So like the um the cop that knows that Sheila is a zombie. Yeah, but she but thinks she's like, an agent of God. She thinks she's here to do God's work because, you know, she was shot twice and still walking and that was just uh funny. Yeah, they introduce a whole different like group of people that uh two different groups of people technically. One that is well, I'll just, I won't say that part because it's a major spoiler, but, um, I don't know the actor's name, even if I did know it, like, I wouldn't remember it probably, but the guy who plays the, um, the Serbian dude. Which one? The, the main bad guy, the one that wants oh, her. Oh, he, he plays Everlasting Pop- Poplovich. He plays Poplovich. Poplovich, yes, yes, uh, yes That's, yes. uh, Goran Visnicic. He's a Croatian actor. Uh, he used to play Luca on ER back in the day. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I knew I recognized him for something. He <laughs> he was really fucking funny in his stoicism. Mm-hmm. Um, and his henchmen were fucking downright comical as hell too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, what were their names? It's not showing up here in my list. Oh well. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's it's really upsetting that the show's going away because there's it's just really really fucking cleverly written, really cleverly written. Uh one of my favorite bits in the whole show was one of the guys that the crazy dude bit. Uh they go to his house to see where he's gone. And oh, guy, you're talking about Ron, who was... Uh, yeah, Ron, Ron, yeah. Yeah, he he was... Uh, when Joel was committed in the first season, briefly, into an insane asylum, Ron was in there, and he helped Ron out. So Ron has been clinging to Joel ever since he got out, because Joel happened to tell him, oh, my wife's undead. And now he's wanting to become undead. He's obsessed with it, and Sheila won't bite him, and he's trying to make her do it, and... He actually ends up making Gary bite him so he can become undead. And by forcing himself, forcing his finger into Gary's mouth and then hitting him on top of the head like a fucking stapler. Uh, <laughs> that line, that line had me going. Uh, so yeah, bit Ron's later, going around telling bit, everybody, I'm undead. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts going around biting people. <laughs> The fucking the the whole thing with him biting his friend, the the black guy, yeah, the black guy. Um, but like that whole bit of like, hey guys, why don't you just step into my kitchen? I'm sure it's a <laughs> yeah. Fucking Christ, that was funny. I was cracking up during that because he's just he's trying so hard to eat them, mm-hmm. but it's not where it's not working. It's just oh my god, it's so crazy. I think it was Morgan was his name. Morgan, okay, that's yeah. He he was he's a comedic actor. He's been in a lot of comedy things. He was in a um, yeah. It's uh, played by one a lot. He was playing a uh, played by Malcolm Barrett. Okay, I honestly didn't know his fucking act, his name. Pretty sure that's um, the same guy. Oh, uh, I, I yeah, don't doubt it for a second. I just don't like the actor ever. But I've seen him in a ton. Of, like he does a lot of bit roles. It's he's he's great. But um, but yeah, like it was just. The way yeah, that they handled because the he was in the, the episode is... uh, the chicken and the pear, because that's when Joel was trying to train to become a not a Serbia so he could you know 
The Knights of yeah. Serbia were an order that were trying to track down the undead. He figured if he became the knight, he could protect Sheila best because the knight, there wouldn't be an actual knight coming for her. Yeah, uh, you could just, and you know, he's like, I don't understand what the chicken and the pear is used for. It. And, you know, he uses that technique to stop Morgan from biting before they kill him. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's so fucking clever. The way that they handle, like, other, other situations. So the, one of the problems with becoming undead in this show is that your, your impulses and your inhibitions go straight out the fucking window. Um, you have no fear of anything, of pain, of, of, uh, embarrassment nothing like that like you you just are you're 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 total free spirit total free spirit and the problem with this comes from the fact that sheila does impulsive things Uh like bite an old lady who's gonna die in a couple months before her firstborn grandchild is born she's like oh i can keep you alive long enough to see it (laughs) she kept making the joke she's like this hey. was not the deal. The deal was you get to see your grandkid and then we kill you. <laughs> yeah. I love how the actress that uh, Linda Lavin played her, she was Alice on that classic sitcom from the 70s and 80s. Misty and I were watching it and she's like, holy shit, that's Alice. I'm like, well, kiss my grits. You know? That, oh, that show? Yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yep. That was Jesus. her. Well, she did an awesome job in this. Yes, she I fucking, did. I, I love the cult of Sheila bit stuff. Like, I, I want to see more of oh, that. Oh, dude, that's, I was... I love, fucking pisses me off. I love Ethan Suppley uh, in anything yeah, that hilarious. he does, you know? I think I think the first thing I ever saw him in was uh, My Name is Earl. Oh, I loved him as Randy on My Name is Earl. The first thing I ever that saw him was... in was actually Mallrats. Uh, oh, you're right. That would be the first thing I saw him in then. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, it was Mallrats. But then, you know, his big break, I guess, was uh, when he was in Remember the Titans. Uh, but then he lost a shit ton of weight for My Name is Earl. And I was like, holy hell. Because he, <laughs> he used to push over 400 pounds. And then he dropped down to like 250-ish. And has kind of yeah. stuck around that for a long time now. Well, you know, the... Body types are different. You know, yeah, whatever, yeah. But well, he's he's a great actor though because he he can he's got range, man. Uh, he's not used enough in anything. I swear. <laughs> but guys, honestly, if like if you're looking for a bizarre, really funny sitcom that uses standard tropes but completely subverts them, this is the show that I would highly recommend. Like it does everything a sitcom should do. And more. Yeah, and it does and it them very well. Very cleverly, so. Uh, final thoughts in a grade? Uh, well, I'm going to have to give this this season and a series overall an A-. minus. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's entertained me from beginning to end, and sadly we know this is the end. Uh, it's, it's, it's delightful, and I'm saddened because we're not going to get any more of it. I would have liked to have seen its full five-season arc, if that's what the original intentions were. I would like to have seen that played out, because they do leave it on a cliffhanger. Uh, there are some interesting new developments, like you said, the Cult of Sheila thing, and they got uniforms, and that was just funny. And, um, yeah, man, it's a damn shame. Because this is one of... I don't do a lot of sitcoms. And this is one that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, I don't do a lot of sitcoms either because they're all the same shit. Yeah, they're played out. It's just... Yeah, this takes those same shit ideas and fucking... Flips them on its ass. Yep. Um, I think I wholeheartedly agree with your sentiment. A- minus for the whole series because... um, Season two is a little weaker than the than season one and three, uh, mainly because it was like a lot of stuff with the daughter was just building up to the end, mm-hmm. um, and it was dealing with the boy kind of like trying to help, but he's only helping because he wants to get with her, and it's like okay, we get the joke, like move the fuck on, 
Um, it, it, I, this, did, I did think it was cool that over time, you know, Joel kind of looked like him as, you know, kind of like, I could see you as a son-in-law type character figure in my life, you know. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, well, that's what I'm saying is like, two did build into three, which is f- fucking great. Uh, but two's a little slower than the first two, and I think that's why it deserves an A minus in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, dude, A minus is nothing to shake a stick at. Like it's still an amazing show. So, yeah, definitely, guys, definitely check out uh, Santa Clarita Diet if you can. Uh, even if it has a cliffhanger on season three, it's still worth your time. It's still a good a good riot. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, guys, I think that's going to do it for us here. A little uh, bit of a shorter episode. Yeah, but I mean, we had shorter stuff to talk about, so there's that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Normally we would expound upon this a little bit more, but since there's no use in spoiling every aspect of it, and, uh, you know, nothing to expound upon because there's nothing to look forward to for it afterwards, and we didn't didn't have that information beforehand, um... No, we chose the show. It was like it was like right after last week's uninhibited. I saw the the post. Yeah, it was what last Friday. Last Friday yeah. when it was when it I was canned. So. Yeah. So we were out busy uh, watching. Well, Greg was out busy watching wow. Avengers. I had to wait until Sunday to go watch Avengers, which I thoroughly fucking enjoyed wholeheartedly. I've, I've, like, I've spent some time processing it. My initial out of the gate, right out of the theater reaction was I didn't enjoy it as much as Infinity War, and I still don't think I enjoyed it as much as Infinity War, but I legit enjoyed Hellboy more as a standalone movie. Now, however, because this isn't and cannot be viewed as a standalone movie, it is the culmination of 22 movies up to this point, I feel it was a fitting end. Uh, so my initial reaction was, you know, based on one experience instead of a culmination of the past 11 years experience. So I probably yeah, came I mean, off a is, little harsh is, on it at first. Well, like that, a lot of people were talking about that, like, uh, you know, like somebody on Twitter was like, well, what would you prefer uh, as like to just watch by itself? Uh, Endgame or... Dark Knight, and someone's like Dark Knight because it's it's a standalone movie. Like you don't have to watch anything else pre coming up to it. And I was like, yeah, if you put it into that context, sure. But this is not only a sequel to a previous film; it's the fucking ending of an entire saga. Like and it's, it's not it's like even so much. Sh- it's not even so much an ending to the entire saga as you know. It's also uh, a beginning to another one getting ready. It's it's bridging right. So. It's it's a it's a comic book story. Like you can't you can't judge the merits on that shit alone. It just it drives me nuts. That shit, yeah. but um, I do understand bits and parts of where you're coming from with certain aspects of the movie, Josh. And and I do as as much as I do understand them, I don't necessarily agree. Well, you um, you don't have to. No, no, I know. I'm just stating just stating a fact. Um, uh, I just want you to understand that I understand. That's all. Yeah. Good deal. You're not you're not crazy. Um No, well, I'm absolutely one hundred percent batshit fucking crazy. But I'm rational right. in my craziness. That's debatable. But uh <laughs> But yeah, guys, I, I thank you guys for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. Uh next week, guys, or well not next week. Next week we're doing uninhibited, where we have nothing planned, so it's gonna be fun. Um We never have anything time, planned for uninhibited, that's the thing, and that's why well, it's, last week we did. Last week we well, yeah, that's okay. Almost never. <laughs> um, uh, the following week, guys, for the next episode of of All Keyed Up, we're going to be uh, reviewing the Tick season two and Cobra Kai season two. Against my better judgment, um, I've already watched Cobra Kai season two. I'm a man, I'm a and I've already um, started on the Tick season two. So, guy, guy. Uh, hey, I'm a busy guy. But yeah, I'm I'm really actually looking forward to season, to the tick. I really hope that that Cobra Kai season two turns around my opinion of the show. Um, because I if you remember, guys, I did not really like season one. I didn't hate it, but I was like, it could have been better by a lot. 
And I gave my... Here's the thing, guys. Something that is important to me is if you are going to critique something when you think it's not as good as it could be, you better have a good reason as to why you think it could be better. If you just go, I don't know, I don't want to hear your opinion. My thoughts are always going to be in line with, here's how I think it could be better. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is a better opinion than just saying, eh. So that's what that's 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 where my mindset goes. So yeah, whenever, like when I when I watched Cobra Kai season one, I was like, I wanted it to be funnier, <laughs> and it wasn't. Um, but Josh explained why it wasn't funny, which I further explained why I thought it should have been. Uh, so hopefully Cobra Kai season two turns around that opinion. I have more of a there, understanding of their. Yeah, I'm not going to give it anything away vision. yet. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch yeah. it. Um, well, we're gonna have to for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Josh gets his way. Um, we're really looking forward actually to the end of May when we get uh, Good Omens on Amazon Prime. Oh uh, yeah, that's something that I'm looking forward to. We upcoming. We're definitely going to be looking at Dark Season Two. Uh, yeah. we're definitely going to be looking at the last season of Orange is the New Black to see how that wraps up in its yeah. finality. Stranger uh, Things Season 3 is coming. Rain. Uh, the, rain the Rain Season 2 is coming. So we've got some things we are looking forward to covering. It's just, uh... There's a little bit of dry smoke coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we had a difficult so. time nailing these two down. It's like, well, we could do these. Okay. You know, because they we weren't intended. We try to stay away from things we have done before. Uh, it's just there's been a draft season. That's why we did Santa Clarita Diet yeah. season three. Um, but this is also this is also a call to you guys. Um, if you enjoy the show and you want us to review something that you want to hear our opinions on, drop us a line. Let us know what they're what you're watching and that we haven't reviewed yet. Well, I mean that's we why we abs- did Guava Island. Didn't your brother suggest you uh, to you that we watch Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Okay then. His his exact words were, Greg, have you watched Guava Island? I said, no. He goes, you should do it for the podcast. Yeah, I want to hear your guys' opinion. I was like, okay. So, so yeah. Give us, um, give us suggestions. He's done that quite a bit, but... Uh, yeah, the only person that can't give us suggestions anymore is Anthony. Yeah, Anthony... Well, Anthony can't recommend us anime. That's... Yeah, fair, fair, fair. He can, re- he can recommend shows, but not... Yeah. But uh, does, shout out to, does Anthony uh, even watch anything that's not anime? No, I think he does. Uh, it's just on like Crunchyroll. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. I think he does, but it's on a hentai site. No, that's still anime. Uh, where's this joke going? Uh, uh, Anthony likes to watch uh, animated boobs. Just Fuck. look at um, his Twitter feed. You'll probably get to answer there <laughs> and say, "No, no, he doesn't watch anything aside from anime." Um. If if you if you look at his feed, it's like anime girls and skull girl. That's the that's it. That's fucking it. And very 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 scantily clad. He needs a Twitter after dark account. I'm telling him. Uh, well, I don't think anyone. I don't, he doesn't use that professionally. Uh, to the extent of like, see, that's the problem, man. We could get into that. We're not going to. Um, that could be a topic for uninhibited. Maybe. I don't want to shit all over Anthony in that regard. Well, no, I mean, Anthony's spilling and stuff. I mean, fine, I mean, we could have him on the show. We could uh, actually. We uh, Wednesday, so yeah. Gen- Genocide hit me up the other night and said he'd like to come on an episode with oh. us. Yeah, he he mentioned that to me too. So yeah, we should definitely get him. We'll on see if he can come on next Wednesday and come on uninhibited with us. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to call it there. I got to go uh, work. Well, before you, before you go work, why don't you tell them where you're at? I was getting to that, sir. Oh, well. <laughs> guys, you can follow me on Twitter. Fuck at Chum me. Rock you can... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm most active on Twitter, um, and I say that loosely because I'm really not active on social media at all. Uh, you can also uh, find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook at Chub Rock Geek. You can follow my Twitch channel, which is also Chub Rock Geek. Uh, Do you see a trend here? Yes, I try to. It's it's called branding, um, and not the kind that like is kinky and or for cows. Um, you know, so I went kinky first. I think that speaks volumes about who I am as a person. But also, I do a podcast with a buddy, Anthony, that we were just talking shit about. Uh, it's called Mission Star Podcast. Him and I, um, 
basically talk about video game news of the week. I have a segment that's either talking about Overwatch or I tell the internet why they're wrong. Uh, last night, my entire uh, why you're wrong was why I think it's wrong to completely shit all over the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Uh, while it's fine to criticize it, the consistent just dumping on Sonic's chest just doesn't seem necessarily fitting and or deserved where we could just be critical and constructive about how we wanted to see how we wanted to be changed. Um, that's my why. That was my why you're wrong, which is very strange to take that stance considering that fucking thing looks like a goddamn monster. Um, it does look horrifying. It's not good. However, the director did come out today with a tweet that was like, we're going to try to fix it, guys. Whichever was like skeptical. <laughs> Real fucking skeptical, jo Jeff. Jeff Fowler. Oh, now you can uh, remember a fucking name. Weirdly enough. Weirdly enough. It's been, it hasn't been that long for me to forget. Um, but yeah, guys, that's all the places you can find me. Josh, what about you? A little sub from here every Friday with you. Uh, you can catch me live every Friday night on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel uh, on a show called MPSP Theater uh, that I'm uh, lucky to be a part of. Uh, really have a great time with that group of guys over there. Uh, wonderful guys. Love them to death. Sometimes we drive each other nuts, but, you know, that's part of it. And, uh, you know, love them to death, man. Uh, I'm fortunate to get to do that show. I'm fortunate to get to do this show. And on occasion, I can also be found on a show called Off the Runner. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to be on that in a few weeks now because I've just been so busy. But uh, on Twitter, I'm nsabanur1976, Twitch, uh, nsabanur76. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, just search for my name. Find me on Facebook, just search for my name. I'll be there. But yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah. And you can find this podcast, guys, on all the social media sites. Twitter, it's queued up podcast or at queued up podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, in Instagram, it's, it's all queued up podcast, correct? Yes. All underscore queued underscore yeah. up underscore podcast. Uh, we have a we have a page, a fan page uh, on, on Facebook. We also have a discussion page on Facebook, which you can join. Mm -hmm. and, all queued uh, up discussions. Oop. What we try to do is uh, basically have two threads going about either show that we've talked about in the week. Uh, we've been kind of laxadatal on that, and I think we need to pick up our pick up our game on that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, to to say I have have been being uh, preoccupied—that's an understatement because I really have been. Uh, I my life's been fucking crazy since the beginning of March. So, but yeah, you can uh, go to allcuteuppodcast dot com. Uh, that's where you can find a list of all our episodes uh, and various platforms that it's put out on. Uh, the website has an embedded player that you can go and listen to our episodes while you're browsing around doing other things online. Uh, if you want to do that. So, uh, yeah. Also, a uh, quick little small thing. Uh, just a, not, not, not going to go too deeply, but uh, let's just say... Uh, Radio Public has a blog that you guys might want to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, it is called, um, great, put me on the spot here. <laughs> it's called The Gain, uh, Gain. It's a blog by Radio Public. Um, and we're in the process of filling out a questionnaire and submitting it, and it may be featured in that blog. So keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that. Yeah, so uh, that's that. I think, um, yeah, check out uh, check out uh, uh, Tick season two. If you haven't checked out season one, definitely watch that too. Cobra Kai season two uh, should be a good episode uh, in two weeks, and then join us next week for another episode of Uninhibited, where Josh and I just shoot the shit for an hour and a half, probably. Um, but yeah, uh, again, guys, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.